Hello and welcome to Sangam Lit. This is Nandini Karki and in this episode we meet with a young maiden and her family as portrayed in Sangam Literary Work Purananura 337 penned by the poet Kabilar. Set in the category of Kanji Tine or defense, the verse brings to light a precarious situation involving suitors in marriage. Aargalinani sonattu annal kavikai man aal selvarayinum valvalattu oliya paadi chendraar varaldoru agam malara idal aana vilangudodi tadakkai பாரி பரம்பின் பனிச்சுனை போல காண்டற்கு அரியல் ஆகி மாண்ட பெண்மை நிறைந்த பொலிவொடு மண்ணிய துகில்வெறி கடுப்ப நுடங்கி தன்னென அகில் ஆர் நறும்புகை ஐத்து சென்று அடங்கிய கபில நெடுநகர் கமலும் நாற்றமொடு மனைச்செறிந்தனலே வானுதல் இனியே அற்றென்று ஆகலின் தெற்றென போற்றி காய்நில் கவளம் தீற்றி காவுதொறும் கடுங்கன் யானை காப்பனரன்றி வருதல் ஆனார் வேந்தர் தன்னையர் பொருசமம் கடந்த ஒரு கெழு நெடுவேல் குருதி பற்றிய வெறுவறு தலையர் மற்று இவர் மரணும் என்றால் தெற்றென யாராகுவற்கொள் தாமே நேரிழை உறுத்த பல சுணங்கு அணிந்த மறுப்பு இள வனமுலை நமக்கு ஓரே அலோங் சாங் ரிவீலிங் த வேர்பல் ப்ராவிஸ் ஆஃப் திஸ் ப்ராலிஃபிக் போயட் நோன் ஃபார் ஹிஸ் கிரேட் ஃப்ரெண்ட்ஷிப் வித் கிங் பாரி த போயட்ஸ் வேர்ட்ஸ் கேன் பி டிரான்ஸ்லேட்டட் ஆஸ் ஃபாலோஸ் Uproarious is the respected leader of the Chola country. Even if the hands that are raised in supplication before him belong to wealthy rulers who have arrived bereft of their swords singing praises as they enter, with his heart in full blossom, King Pari would shower ceaselessly with his huge hands radiant with armlets. Akin Pari. to the cold springs in this pari's mountain country she is someone rare to be seen she shines with a glow endowed by the honor of femininity trembling like a washed cloth that has been spread out to dry akin to the exquisite whiff of agil smoke whose fragrance has journeyed delicately and hid inside a golden black mansion the lady with a radiant forehead too abides under god in her home since she is of this nature praising and desiring her great kings keep arriving ceaselessly with those who guard their harshide elephants feeding the beasts rice balls made from lush paddy in the adjoining forests as for her brothers they are known for their hot heads and blood stained tall spears that have crossed fierce battlefields If such is their renowned strength, who would be left to embrace this palace-spotted, ornament-clad maiden's young and beautiful breasts, uplifted like elephant tusks? Let's delve into the details presented here. The poet starts with a single-line character sketch of a king of a minor region in the Chola territory saying that this king is known for his loud and bombastic nature. 
perhaps he is quick to anger and evokes terror in those who want to approach him. After this one-liner, leaving this king aside, the poet goes on to talk about his friend, the great king Pari, who is known for his ceaseless generosity even to enemy kings with great wealth if they happen to appear before him without their swords, simply singing praises in the manner of bards. When we are wondering why the poet has suddenly started talking about a different king, he clarifies that he has mentioned King Pari's name only to talk about the cool springs in his mountain country. Just the way these are rare and precious, so is this maiden, the daughter of the king, we met in the first line the poet connects. He further equates this young maiden to agarwood smoke that steals inside a tall tawny mansion and hides there to talk about how she has been placed under guard in her home. This line teleports us to the Aham poems where we have read about young maiden being held inside homes when they reach a marriageable age. Returning to this verse, we see the poet now turning his attention to the consequence of these events, which happens to be the endless arrival of kings seeking this girl's hand in marriage and not hearing a favourable response from the hot-headed father, they come with their battle elephants and rations of rice balls, pitching their tents in the protected forests around. The poet takes another moment to now throw the spotlight on the girl's brothers who seem to have inherited their father's temper and are known to be terrifying in the battlefield with their red-stained spheres and threatening appearances. Now the poet concludes with a sigh, wondering who would have the strength to win and embrace that young maiden given this situation. In some ways, this poem is a continuation from the previous verse talking about the fierceness of a girl's family in resisting the many suitors who come seeking her hand and the threat of war that looms in the air because of this refusal. A war to win a maiden. Thinking of this makes us shake our heads in disbelief. Something that should tell us that our descendants in the future will have the same reaction reading about the events of today leading to strife and battle, no matter how these are justified now by those in conflict. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.